Hi, everybody. Welcome back to From the Suggestion Box. And today we are doing a special edition, a little bit um, different from the norm. And um, I have two fabulous guests with me here today. And we are just going to have a conversation about what it means to be a mentor since it is National Mentor Month. Um, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you. Um, let's start with Andrea. Would you like to tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Yeah, hi. My name is Andrea Cuevas. I use she, her, AM pronouns. And um, I am currently in, in Connecticut. I am the director of marketing here at Hartford Stage, a new position that I'm very excited to be um, kicking off this new year with. And uh, before that, I was at McCarter Theater Center in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, I went to grad school in Paris. So I have some uh, MBA European uh, <laughs> experiences there that were incredibly vital for my formation. Um, and I went to undergrad in New York, which I think helped form my early years too and working in Broadway and commercial theater. So every little step of the way I think shaped me one way or another uh, to be the leader I am today. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you so much. I didn't know about, I didn't know the Paris part. We'll have to talk about that later. Okay, Reynaldi. Hi, I'm Reynaldi Lindner Lowlong. My pronouns are he, him. I am the senior manager of annual giving at Sesame Workshop, which is the nonprofit organization behind the TV show Sesame Street. Um, this is actually a kind of new career path for me. I've been there for about a year and a half. But prior to that, um, I was in the arts and culture performing arts sector. Uh, I was at the Public Theater in New York in a ever-evolving role uh, encompassing marketing, fundraising, digital strategy, some social media, some web, some email stuff um, for about seven years. Um, my undergrad is in arts marketing um, and really like theater is very much my, my first love um, and I'm Happy to be in as, as a private audience member these days. I love it. Y'all have so much in common. Did y'all realize that? <laughs> Our worlds keep crossing and That's, they never will stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's just get down to it. Um, the first question I'm going to ask, uh, and actually, Reynaldi, because you said something that made me think about this. Um, before we go into what, why we became mentors. Did either of you have a mentor in your um, professional career to help get you and guide you to where you are now? Um, Rinaldo, I'll go with you first. Yeah, I really have to give a shout out to uh, Lisa Steindler, who was the executive director of DSpace in San Francisco. Um, she since um, retired, now lives in Vermont and went like sailing around the world. Good for her. Um, but when I was an undergrad, she gave me my first job in theater. Um, it was, she was running a small black box company up in Potrero Hill in San Francisco. And there was a job opening for like a general admin assistant. And I was like, I'll give this a try. And mm. um, she was, it was the first time someone had like said yes to me in a professional capacity. Um, but more than that, you know, like my, I grew up like musical theater is always like my first love of the performing arts. And the work she did was not musical theater. It was like quirky, it was experimental, it was two people in chairs in a black box, and it blew my mind. And so I, I, in addition to just being like the first person to like say professionally, this is work that you can do, I feel like artistically, she like opened my mind as like a marketer and an audience member and a theater goer into just the things theater could be. 
And it's so funny actually looking back how much that is actually more of like what just my like artistic interest and cultural taste have become because of that like first moment of someone's like saying, yes, you can work with me. Let's like make this art together. Love it. Love it. Andrea, how about you? So I was, I've been thinking about this a lot and I probably will say it a lot of times, but I think of mentor as with a capital M and a lowercase M. Okay. (laughs) Right. Like somebody who's labeled as a mentor who comes into a situation knowing they're going to mentor you versus somebody who you just kind of click with, start going to every now and then, but not in a formal capacity. Um, So those are the ones I've had a ton of lowercase mentors all of the time. I don't know if they know it. We should really, I should make sure to check in and say, by the way, you really um, provided me with some light that I needed at that moment. Um, But the uppercase mentor, I really haven't had that much experience with yet. And I think it's because of a common theme that I see in my life where I'm very quick to offer help to others, but not so easy for me to take it myself. So something I'm still working on and coming to, but always open to new uppercase mentors. Ah, I love it. Uppercase, lowercase, not in stature, just in relationship. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the three of our paths crossed because we had the phenomenal opportunity to become mentors for the Tessitura Network and all the awesome stuff that they're doing with their early career development program. So um, when you were approached about being a mentor, what made you say yes? Andrea, we'll go to you first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to repeat what I just said because I think Again, that's a common theme that I copy paste. I feel like I'm always going to say this. I'm so quick to say yes. I'm so quick to want to help others. Um, And then I have to do that double check of, wait, do I have time? Do I have the ability? Do I have the capacity? So I said yes in a heartbeat because Tessitura has been such a wonderful community for me to learn from and um, has given me so many opportunities that any, any chance that I have to, to give back, to, to help the next generation, I am a hundred percent for, um, it caught me in a moment of transition and I ended up moving and starting a new job and all these other things where, um, you know, that those all become a factor when you take on a responsibility like that. And it was hard mm-hmm. to juggle, but, um, it was an amazing experience and I'm so glad I said yes. And, um, you know, I think that's just the beginning of something really beautiful. I love it. And Miraldi. Yeah, you know, I think for me, um, it's so funny. I keep going back to like the first time someone's like, yes, you're good at a thing. Um, because like early on, I, you know, I went to my first Tessitura conference and like, I would like be that shy person back, like raising my hand and I'd say something and like people were like, oh, like, like they nod thoughtfully. Like maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing something right. <laughs> And then I would like be on the panels in following years. And I think this is something that we can all kind of relate to. Like I was often like the only person of color on all these panels. And I would have these moments of like, like, okay, this seems odd. It's like, I see all of you like sitting in the audience. I can't possibly be like the only like Asian person who has a thought about these things. And I have to say like being able to be involved in Tessitura Network, like to have that platform and now being in a position where I can like hopefully encourage other people, let other people know like this platform is there for you and really like give back in that way. And I love, and the same as for me, like Tessa Tura had afforded me so 
many opportunities and believed in me and said yes so much to me that when they came calling, I was like, yes. As a matter of fact, there was another organization who asked me to mentor for them and they had, um, it had happened like within a day or two of each other. And I was like, I'm sorry, no, anything Tessitura asked for, they, they got it. Like, because they poured (laughs) so much into me and just the people in the organization and just the organization itself has provided such a platform for me to learn and grow that like the same thing. As soon as they said, Hey, do you think I was like, yes, I don't even know what the rest of that sentence is, but yes. Oh, okay. Mentoring. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just kidding. Cause you know, no one say yes too fast, but, um, but Andrea, you said something very, very important, right? Because I know since it is the month of mentoring, right. And a lot of people will have that question about, Oh, but I don't have enough time and who, and this is the biggest one that I hear from a lot of people all over is, do people really even want to hear what I have to say? Like, I'm not that really, I'm not that important. I'm not, you know, what am I doing? Or I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out just like everybody else. Why would they want to listen to me? So um, whichever one of you, whoever wants to answer that first, like, what do you think about somebody? I guess it's twofold. Number one, getting over that, oh, I'm too busy. And number two, if, if you're not too busy, why would they want to hear from me? I think like to speak to the second part of that, you know, um, today, like I like signed on to like my group Zoom with the cohort group for the test network. I had this like kind of panic deer in the headlights moment of like, <laughs> oh, what, what is happening? You know, like there'd be maybe I'd ask a question. There'd be like a, t- a two second silence. I swear it was 20 minutes. Crickets, they're just like, click, click. <laughs> I think there's just like this thing that happens where like you suddenly worry that like you don't have anything useful to say that like and that like if you don't get it right you have like somehow like dashed all their expectations for their career and I think um it, it, I think where I kind of landed was just kind of realizing that like mentorship you, you don't necessarily need to think of it as like as a high as like a, an up-down hierarchy and I think one of the so biggest, one of the things I, the biggest things I learned, particularly with the Tessitura Network experience was like, it's about the conversation. It's about not necessarily not coming into the space, preparing for every answer and every question that'll be asked, just like preparing to have a discussion. And I realized once I stopped trying to come from this place of like, and I'm very much a person who's like, I must have all the answers and prepare for all the variables. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and once I kind of like started to let that go, I kind of realized, okay, I, I can do this. Yes. And I think that is huge. The mindset of coming in saying, knowing that you don't, number one, you don't have to have all the answers and being able to say, look, I don't have them because I might just be, you know, on one street turn ahead of you. So I'm still figuring it out along the way. And what I found is that there's so much respect in that. They're like, okay, cool. And then keep it moving. Whereas we're sweating. I don't know about the answer. I don't know. Andrea, what do you think? I'm so glad to hear Reynaldi say all that because I was feeling the exact same way. And it's just so, so validating to hear someone else have the same experience where I thought, oh God, this silence, it's it's gone on for too long. I'm giving them space to think, but now they probably think this is just a huge waste of time. But meanwhile, I have no idea what's going inside their heads. They're probably reflecting and thinking about it. So that's good. And processing and yeah. yeah. That was a hard yeah. one for me because I'd be like, I'd literally be like Bueller. 
you are like in my head, right? You're like, are y'all there? Can you hear me? Is my mic on? Like, what is happening right now? Um, so let's talk about representation, right? Um, and especially for us um, as people of color who, like Reynaldi said, oftentimes we're the only one in the room in so many different ways. Um, why do you think a lot of people who are like us don't turn around to help up the next group? Do you think it's that imposter syndrome too? Do you think like, what, what do you think, what do you think that is? This is how I felt in the mentor in the classes, like <laughs> crickets. I'm like, what is happening? It's like, my God. <laughs> I just feel such a huge responsibility to answer this correctly, which is what we were just saying. But I think um, there's so many reasons too. I, I can't speak on behalf of all of them, but I know for me, when I have to say no to things, it's also sometimes because I don't feel supported because I found myself in situations where I feel like my company or my boss or, or the people around me don't understand why this has to be a priority, why I need to make time for this and I need them to support me. Um, and I feel like I can't ask for it because it wasn't obviously given. And if I ask, then it maybe comes out like I'm lazy, like I'm um, trying to cut out of work, something like that. When the reality is that I know how important it was for me to have opportunities to grow that way. Um, and I want to make sure that other people will find the same opportunity to learn from a peer, a, a, another colleague in the industry. Somebody has recently gone through what they're probably going to go through soon. Love it. Rinaldi, what do you think? Yeah, I think that there is, um, you know, there's that like this weird, like weighted pressure whenever something is framed as a question of representation in terms of like, oh, this program's for people of color. So then like coming into that space, I have, like, I know I'm being asked to be a mentor for a particular reason. Like work experience aside, like there's, you know, like I, I realize I am being asked like to also be like a mentor of color and like bring right. that experience. And I think there is something that, that, that can be very intimidating about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I remember like in our, uh, the, the, group interview we did at that, that last session um, where Anwar talked about like what it means to be like the first black leader of an orchestra like adds all this subtext that shouldn't necessarily be there but needs to be there yeah I do feel like that there is a certain degree of that that applies in mentorship spaces for people of color because on one hand you I think there is a genuine want to give back and to be that representation but also very wary of like carrying the burden of that representation, not wanting to let anyone down. Yes. And that is very, very real. Very, very, very real. Because it's professionally and then my entire race. No, like, it's just like the burden can be. And, you know, and we've had these conversations a gazillion times. Um, all of our experiences, even though we happened to all be um, people of color, um, we don't all have like your Asian experience is not the same as every, you know, Asian. It, it's just not. So it's it, it's 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 just it's crazy because it's yes, it's important to see um, us like for all of us to see ourselves in all places, but also remember to not attach the weight of 
the race to that person either, because they're going through stuff just like everybody else and they're making mistakes and they're also going through their lived experiences. And it's not, you know, it, nobody's speaking for everybody, but it's like, at least somebody's finally in the room or maybe, you know, wow. I didn't even know that was, uh, was a thing. I remember, um, when I did my, um, Tessitra talk in 2019 before the pandemic hit, right. I went up, I did my thing. I was like freaking out. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I knew of all the mistakes that happened that nobody else knew about. So I'm like, oh, I'm recovering whatever, whatever. So I'm walking back, um, to the hotel room and somebody stopped me and she was like, you know, thank you so much for your talk. It was so great. And I was like, I'm glad you enjoyed it because there's nothing I hate more than wasting people's time. And that's like one of my greatest fears. I hope that you got something out of it. And she was like, you know, it was really great to see one of us up on, up on the stage because we really, you know, represent because she's like, we really never see that. And it wasn't till that moment that I had realized the impact that I had in a greater way than I hadn't even, I like, I wasn't even thinking about that. And I'm glad that I hadn't, because if I had thought about that before I went up on stage, I would have been a whole nother talk, I'm sure. <laughs> but she just was like, thank you. Thank you. I was like, whoa, whoa. And that moment has stuck with me, obviously, for however many years now. Um, why it, it is, it's just so important. Um what was one of your favorite parts about mentoring? So I, I had that same moment of, oh God, what am I going to say to the, to these um, professionals? And at first it turned into something really nerve wracking, but the way it turned itself around, I think was um, something that I really loved. And I was just really proud of, um, because it, it made me then make them their own mentors and really mm. turn conversation into this group. What can you, what advice do you need from your peers? And what advice can you share with your peers as opposed to me just spouting information at them? Um, so I loved being able to lead the group. I really, I felt like a facilitator sometimes. I really was just there very transparently as somebody who was going through a lot of similar things as they were. Um, but really encouraging them to find the leadership within themselves too. I love that. I love that. I love that. Cause what that also does is plant the seed too, um, to not always kind of be in a receiving space, but mm -hmm. how can you give back with what has been poured into you? Um, Rinaldi, what about you? What was one of your favorite parts about mentoring? Yeah, it's so fun. Like I actually have like a similar um, response in that, there was, I think it was maybe like by the third session um, where we were, I forget, I can't even remember like what the initial like topic we were going to discuss was. Um, but like there was, there were a couple of people in my group who worked in like higher ed, someone who worked in visual arts, like actually like people working in the art and culture sector, I think were in like the minority in my particular cohort. <laughs> um, but what was really exciting about that was like the people who didn't work in arts and culture were kind of like at first, I could tell in the earlier sessions, I think they were a little more hesitant to speak up from that feeling of like, oh, like I, I'm not in this space yet. I'm a newbie to it. I don't know what I have to contribute. Um, and just like starting to kind of like tease questions out of them 
I think if they start to kind of realize, oh, the, 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 the concepts and things I'm feeling and things I'm experiencing work still apply here and kind of getting to this place where like they kind of, everyone kind of like got over these kind of like internalized barriers, like of feeling they weren't experienced enough to talk about a thing or didn't have the lived experience to talk about a thing and just kind of instead sharing from a place of like based on their own experiences. And I feel like we really kind of got to a, a point where like they weren't necessarily like asking me for permission to say something, you know, they were just kind of like contributing to their, the conversation was like sustaining itself. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, similar to Andrea, what you said, like there's that moment like, okay, like I, I've gotten them to talk. Like this is like half the battle, right? Right, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so ha- was there ever a moment while you were mentoring that you were humbled? Always. They were so smart. They were so, (laughs) I mean, that feeling of imposter syndrome, it's easy to go into that space and feel like, what am I doing here? I'm not worthy of it. And also think of it as these incredible professionals could probably be my boss in a few years too. (laughs) Yes. But I, I think the moment that you turn it around and make it feel like, um, it's not me that's the imposter here. It's that you know, I'm being humbled by their talent and we're all raising each other up, um, then it becomes less scary too. So I constantly humbled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I am right there with y'all. Cause I was like, I was mentored to people who had been in the industry longer than me. And in some cases, just like in different departments. And I was just like, what am I going to say I should be asking you <laughs> questions but then realizing that the departments is like one part of it but like you said Reynaldi like they're the the experiences are pretty much the same across the board you know having to get buy-in from your boss that doesn't matter if you're in arts and culture or if you're in technology or if you're you know whatever like getting buy-in from your boss is getting buy-in from your boss regardless and having those kinds of conversations and having difficult conversations with difficult coworkers. Like a lot of that was not industry specific. It was just, hey, how do you navigate these things? As somebody who's coming up and, you know, as a professional, these are new things that I've never had to deal with. And I used to tell my, my boss all the time, I was like, if I didn't get along with somebody before in a professional, um, before professional setting, I'm like, if I didn't want to deal with you, I just cut you off you know, and then we're done. Like, I'm not putting up a job. I don't have to, you know, but in a work situation, you can't do that. You have to learn to work with people. And how do you do that? Like, and having, and being able to have those conversations um, was very exhilarating and liberating and freeing and just allowed, just reminded me that, hey, we are, we are all in this together and getting the different perspectives was very beneficial. Uh, Reynaldi, what about you? I think the most humbling thing for me was realizing that everyone in my cohort and in the test program, like they were all doing this on top of full-time jobs and families. And it, it's so easy for me as like married, I have my little puppy, I live in New York, I have my dog during the day, you know, I, I check in for like these meetings every now and then. Right. And I didn't, I, I honestly didn't like realize just how much actual coursework they were spending on like the test work in addition to these meetings because we'd always kind of begin with a bit of a check-in 
And right. they talk about how, like, you know, we're kind of behind in the coursework and so on. You know, um, I don't know if we'll be able to catch up. And just realizing, particularly, like, I think this is only, this is only like the second time Tessa Torah had done this program, to be part of like a new program during a pandemic while holding down a full-time job, taking the initiative to like give yourself new skills because like you want to push ahead. I don't know that if like in an alternate universe, I would have had the fortitude to do that. To do that. Yeah. And I was just like, the fact that like everyone kept showing up, that alone was like humbling to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe I do have something because they keep coming back. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you know, the reason why I'm doing this is to encourage people, um, you know, to really take some time to think about mentoring and what that looks like. And, you know, not everybody is going to be mentoring for Tessitura, right? So um, what is, what is a reason that like somebody who's watching this when they leave from here, that they would think to, to mentor somebody like what, why should they do it? you create relationships that for life, right? You never know when these are going to come up as, as friendships, as professional people that can, can be helping you in your career that you can help them in their career. I mean, it's, um, it's just the start of something that will carry on for a long time. So it's really exciting to be part of someone's journey and also for them to, um, you never know, well, you're end up with them again. <laughs> Sure. Because wait, because, well, he wasn't really your mentor, but you and Joshua like crossed paths like so many times and different things. No, no, not Joshua. Was it? It was Anwar. Wait, who was it? Anwar and I have been in a lot of spaces together and in capacities where he's been giving a presentation and I've just been the audience member in, in situations where we're both on advisory committees together. I'm sure at some point I will give some sort of presentation and he'll be in the audience. So um, it's just really great to be able to be able to take all of the seats. It's like musical chairs. We just learn from each other constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And Reynaldi, what do you think? I think it's like, I think it's one of the best ways to keep learning. Mm. You know, like it's so I it's funny because like I think that as growing up, I always thought of mentorship again as this kind of like top-down learning from the generation above you kind of relationship. But now that I've done it a couple times, like I learned so much talking to people who were kind of like where I was t- five, ten years ago. And that's kind of like how I like stay in tune to like what the field is like now what people are experiencing now, how it has changed, how it stayed the same. And that's like, that, that, that keeps me on my toes. So I feel like it, it's a way to like, just like stay connected and just keep, keep learning about the field that you're in. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. That is, that's really, really great. That's really great. So outside of mentoring for Tessa Tura, have either of you mentored anywhere else before? I've done a few one-on-one type mentorships. My university has a really uh, interesting program where you can sort of sign up to say, I'm an alum and I, these are the specialties that I have. These are the experiences that I have. And um, anyone can sort of message you with questions either anonymously or, or as a profile so that you can learn more about what their goals are too. 
Um, and then decide between the two of you whether you just want to keep that to a little like question and answer chat session or turn that into Zoom or turn that into a fuller length um, relationship. Um, and then in addition to that, they do pair you with uh, a person to, to connect with for the whole year, their senior year usually. Um, so you can talk through them, their internship experiences and their uh, as they're applying for jobs and whatever it might be their senior year. And that has been um, a really nice way to sort of give back because I know that marketing, arts marketing is such a niche such a niche career that you, yeah. just, you can't get that from like a career panel, a job fair. You, you It's so rare to find those opportunities. So I've loved being able to in, introduce that to a lot of students who say, I kind of like this communications class I'm taking, but I'm a theater major. Um, should I be concerned or, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, answering right, questions right. like that? What kind of careers are out there? Awesome. I like it. So, um, so you've had the, you've had the opportunity to kind of like do group and then long-term one-on-one and then like sporadic different, you know, like one-off type things. So that's really great just because it lets people know that there are all sorts of opportunities and there's ways and there's capacities, right? You may not be, you know, you might have the capacity to help for a year, but if not, you might, and it might only be three to six months, or it might be just a one-off as something. So, and that really helps with that time that we were talking about, right? Like if, if commitment is one of the challenges or barriers to keeping you to volunteering, I mean, not volunteering, um, to mentoring, um, there are some ways around it if it's something that you really are passionate, especially like you said, in the particular field that um, you are in. And so Reynaldi, what about you? Yeah, um, I. it's funny. I'm actually like relatively new to the whole mentor thing. Um, I actually had my first kind of real experience with it was um, I was a mentor for the New York Foundation for the Arts Emerging Arts Leaders Program this past mm-hmm. year. And I had been part of that. I had gone through the program myself like three years ago. Um, and so they asked me to, they similar to they asked me to kind of come back and then be a mentor to the, some in the current class. Um, and what was really fascinating about it was that, so I had like kind of just started at uh, Sesame, you know, kind of like my first non-arts and culture job. And I ended up getting paired with someone who, when she started the program with uh, NIFA, had worked for American Ballet Theater but had just transitioned out to work for Penguin Random House. Oh, wow. And so we actually found that we were on these extremely parallel career paths of like having just left arts and culture to move into these larger media companies and both of us still being like the only person of color in our respective departments. Wow. And it was one of those moments where we like, again, like mentorship, not, not top down at all. It was very much like, I actually felt like I was like getting an equal amount. Like it was as much for me as it was for her at that point. Yes. And I think that's one of the biggest thing that people don't realize when it comes to mentoring the, the beneficial, the lateral benefit, right? Like, cause you think, oh, I'm going to be giving it, but we got so much out of it as much as we were giving that it was just like, that was, um, a, 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 a residual amazing benefit that came from it. Cause it was like, we didn't see that coming, but man, this is great. Um, so fun question, because I like to be real. What did you find most challenging about being a mentor? That pressure, that responsibility, it is really hard. You feel it a lot. It's very hard to 
take your own advice sometimes Mm -hmm. in terms of that imposter syndrome, in terms of being able to tuck it away and focus, right? Like I can say it until my face is blue to tell people, don't worry about it. You're fine. But then it's hard to um, feel like I'm doing a good job sometimes and that I might let someone down. Um, But I have to remember that, you know, every bit of advice, that I got wasn't necessarily in the form of advice or in the form of take notes. This is the lesson you're going to get. It came in conversations in just observing how people talk and observing what I like and what I don't like about people. Um, Sometimes, you know, the best teachers that you've had are the worst teachers that you've had because you learned how not to be. Exactly. (laughs) I hope even in my worst moments, I've taught someone (laughs) how not to be. Oh my gosh. Okay, Rinaldi, what about you? I think it's that like mentoring is such a fine line between personal and professional, I find. Yeah. Um, because on one hand, like you want, you know, you, you're there to help them with professional development, but like it, it, it requires this like extra personal touch that's that's like has to go a little deeper sometimes. And like it, it it can be, I think it can be hard to like emotionally know how to, where to involve yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like I think, you know, hearing some people talk about like, again, it, it's easy for me to talk about my past career and what I've done professionally and where I've gone because I've gone through it. I'm there now. And then kind of like acknowledging that the people listening to this, that like fear of not being able to find a job is very real yeah, and very tangible and wanting to like, respect that yes and not wanting to over promise or under deliver at the same time no that yeah finding and striking that balance absolutely it's also um it was also a um something I had to think about really intentionally um that I had to learn through this process which could be a challenge but I think I turned it into a learning opportunity was how my experiences were so different from the people in my group and how I couldn't bring my own assumptions Mm. into the way that I work into Uh the room, Uh Um, which can sometimes be a challenge at first when you realize you ask a question like, how was your weekend? And then you realize you're you're mentoring people who work during the weekend. You're talking with, right? Who you just because it's Friday at five o'clock does not mean that people are going to be done or it doesn't mean that... um, because it's Thanksgiving and people aren't going to see their families because it, you know, all of these things that are um, very one offhand, you might hear in the office, you might hear just uh, casually on the street, but when you're really talking to a group of people and this is supposed to be sort of a safe space, there's these additional layers that I was really conscious of um, thinking about as we were talking. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. That's really good. So a little bit earlier, we had talked about um, maybe um, what are the challenges about becoming a mentor and um, Andrea, you had mentioned maybe sometimes not feeling supported um, by like your supervisor or trying to explain why it is important that you do this. So what were you able to do or say to get that support? Um, or if not, how did you find the workaround, because if I, I, I want to leave something to encourage people, if they're really passionate about it, let's give them some some tips on, on how um, to help them 
get that buy-in if necessary? So many times we say this pandemic is a curse and a blessing and there's good sides and bad sides, right? And one of those blessings that came with all of this was this ability to work from home and sort of set my own schedule. And I'm somebody who was very quick to overwork, to burn out. Um, So there was no concern that I wouldn't be getting my work done. But it also meant that I didn't have to ask for permission to take a two to three o'clock meeting with a mentee or, um, you know, to stop something in the middle of my day to join a committee meeting. Uh, And that allowed me uh, this incredible amount of uh, just time that I could Mm -hmm. be more and flexibility with my schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was partly leadership change. That was partly just people being so consumed with their own worlds, but seeing that you were getting work done. So there was a new level of trust Trust. that sort of came about. Um, and, and I think then too, sort of, as we started getting into these conversations where organizations were making BIA statements and all sorts of things, it sort of became, part of the conversation of if you say you're supporting this sort of work, here's one very tangible way that you can support this work. You can allow me the time to grow, to to create these communities. And that will reflect on you organization. This will will also come back to benefit you because I will bring these people into the fold. I will be setting up a good name for you on your behalf. Um, So it really, you know, I work a lot with in marketing with partnerships and, and really um, establishing these opportunities where both parties can benefit. And I think that that's just, if you can frame it that way, it's very hard to say no for your boss to say no when they're getting something out of this too. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down. Okay. <laughs> write that down. Oh, it's recorded. I don't have to write it. Okay. Um, Rinaldi, what about you? Did you have to do any type of buy-in type of situation? Um. I luckily did not, um, which was great. Sorry, that's like all I have to say about that. <laughs> it's not the most interesting of answers. <laughs> well, yeah, when I'm, I'm in the same boat though, like I, I didn't have to. And it also helped um, that like, depending on who like you're mentoring with or whatever, most, I, most mentor type programs allow you to set the hours according to your schedule. So even if it's something that you can't do during work, um, and if it's something to do before work hours or after work hours or or weekends or depending, like there's, um, parameters and things, but I think that is, um, that can be very, very beneficial, but I, I was in the same boat. Um, and thankfully the way Tessitura worked, a lot of the meetings, um, that we, uh, did were in either in the evenings or like for me, it was like right after work. Um, so it just, it kind of worked out this time around, but, um, but yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Let me ask, um, cause if y'all have heard Kristen talk about this, you hear her say it all the time because at a, a panel I was on, I was like, feedback is my favorite F word. Um, <laughs> and I, say that because one of the things that I loved about the program is the feedback that we would get. Um, do any of you, do either of you want to share about some of the feedback that you all received that helped you, um, that helped you? I'm, I'm trying to think about feedback 
And I think I didn't get a lot of it. So I think maybe that's a reflection of myself in that I didn't talk about how important feedback is enough and how we can't be afraid to give negative feedback, because that's something I definitely did not discover until later in my career so far that it might be hard to say sometimes, but that's the only way that the people around you will grow and that you'll feel like you're in an environment that is helping you. Um, so note to self, then something I'm going to write down, <laughs> talk about feedback more um, as, as part of the mentorship and encourage all kinds of feedback because I'm used to getting very positive feedback, which is lovely and humble. I'm sorry, did not mean to say that in a, <laughs> in a braggy way. I'm used to just, you know, getting just so great. <laughs> but I think, I think it's more of a reflection that people are scared to give negative feedback because I do, I do take it very personally and that's something I'm working on. But if I don't get that feedback, then how will I know how oh, I need no. to approve? Exactly. Ronaldi, what about you? Yeah. You know, um, so I think, as I mentioned after the conversation with Anwar, um, I sourced a lot of the questions from the group that I was mentoring. And that actually came about because, um, you know, we, we hit one of those like dreaded, like doldrums of conversation at one point. And then I just like, I was like, I got to fill time. I was like, so what do you all think of like the last speaker? Yeah. And there was this moment of like, oh, yeah, fine. And I'm like, and I, you know, and it was interesting, like having kind of coked out and like, okay, you know, reminding them that like, you know, this program is here for you. You know, if there were some, if you have feedback about the speaker, I want to hear it. Like, I won't attach your name to it. I won't necessarily like put in an email to, right. to up to anything. You know, this time is for you. Be honest with this time. And it was sort of like once one person spoke up and said, oh, I wish they had spoken more about X, suddenly everyone had feedback. Yep. And so I think what I, my, I kind of realized is that, you know, I think similarly, you know, like people never want to say anything, even if it's not intentionally negative, they never want to say anything that you can even be like construed as negative. Right. And so like, I think that was like a lesson for me of like getting to like frame their response as like, it's not about giving negative feedback. It's about letting us know what is useful for you. Right. So we can do better. Right. Right. Cause we, you know, you coming in, Oh, that speaker was like, that's not helpful to anybody. We're not here to just talk and gossip and slander. Like there's enough of that out there in social media. You can have that there. This is how is this going to be useful? Because what's the point of, you know, somebody giving you um, a third tire wheel if you only have a bicycle? Like, what are you going to do with that? You're walking around with all this extra. It's like, what? Thank you. But, you know, what am, what am I going to, you know, so we need what's going to be beneficial. And I attribute it to pruning trees, right? You have to cut trees back in order for them to grow. I'm sure that snip hurts. There's nothing about cutting off any part of anything that's attached to you. That's, you know, I mean, and that's just a plant. So I could just imagine like things that we feel like we are attached to emotionally or, you know, how we maybe something is, is our baby or, you know, how we grow something and somebody wants to come back and is really just being honest it can hurt that hurt that stuff hurts but thank you to the person who told me so that i can fix it so that i can be impactful because that's all i want to do is be impactful i don't want to run around thinking i'm impactful and then people are like mm-hmm. like nobody who wants that nobody so i'd rather just hear it it might hurt but 
it will, it's what's going to cause me to grow. Cause in the whole gardening world, when you prune it back, that is what causes the bushes to grow. And if they don't, what happens? I'm not sure I'm not in a gardening, so I'm not, I don't <laughs> get that answer. Maybe they die or maybe they just don't flourish, <laughs> but whatever it is, I know that it's important to prune the trees. Anything else that you all would like to share or, or, you know, leave tidbits for me, I would have to say, um, one of the greatest things about not only just working with the mentors, but expanding my network with amazing people like you, who I would have never crossed paths with had that not happened. And because I have, my network has expanded tremendously and I have phenomenal people like you that I can reach out to when I need help with something or need recommendation for something, or even it's expanded my network to be like, for me to be the connector of, hey, I don't know, but I can put you in touch with Anwar, Rinaldi, Andrea, um, Joshua, Kristen, like I've become a connector. Like I feel like those olden days, like phone things are just like putting stuff in, right? I don't make, I don't necessarily have the answers, but sometimes just knowing that I've been able to connect people is just as good as if I had feedback myself. Like I feel just as good about that connection. Um, sometimes even more so because I feel like that I wasn't able to provide what that person needed, but I was able to connect them to the person who did, man, that's such a great feeling. Um, so another like wonderful residual byproduct that I would have never expected to have. Um, what about, think about that all of the time, because so many times people will reach out to me to ask me to, to give. And sorry, Reynaldi, I know you're in giving, so you can cl close your ears for this part. <laughs> but, but when I'm asked to make a donation, sometimes I have to reply, you know, I work in the nonprofit arts sector. There's not a lot of just income sitting around here. So I'm very selective about what organizations I can and give to. But what I can give sometimes is time. What I can give is recommendations. What I I can give this feedback, which we've just talked about is very valuable. Um, and I, I'm, what I can give is mentorship sometimes. So that's mm. the, the uh, currency that I like to, that I like to be able to think about. Oh, I like that. I like that. I think one of my biggest takeaways from becoming a mentor is like, it's such a, an amazing way to have a non-transactional relationship with people. Mm. You know, I, I remember like, there were a lot of questions from the group in the larger group conversations around like networking mm -hmm. and people not feeling comfortable about doing the, like the business card swap or coming across as like pushy and such. And like right. mentorship and mentor relationship and like opportunities like the Tessitura program are actually just such great examples of like, of ways to network, to expand your network organically yes. in a way that isn't that kind of like transactional. I have what you need. You have what I need. Let's swap and move on with our lives. Right. It really is about like building the relationship. Because do you still talk to any of the mentees that you had? Um, I've heard from a couple of them from, for email. Mm -hmm. And even like during the sessions, I would tell them like, if you want, like you can email me. You don't have to wait until like, you know, our weekly session to check in. And I, them appreciating that, like sometimes like just knowing that they have the outlet to talk to where before there was none, whether right. or not they use it is completely up to them. They might never call. Right. But knowing like you've made that offer and that it's there for them if they need it. Right. Right. Exactly. 
Um, I did a LinkedIn post the other day and it was just so, it just warmed my heart that um, one of my mentees, not from this past session, but from the one before was like, congratulations, Nicole. I can't wait to see all the things you're going to do. And I was like, oh, you still remembered me. Okay. Yay. Hi. <laughs> you know, it was just so heartwarming. Um, and it's just one of those things that people tell me all the time that you have to, because half the time I'm like, I don't know if I made any kind of difference. I don't know what I did. Like half the time they were staring at me. Like I said, it was like Bueller, like what? But then like little things like that happen or they'll reach out or they'll say this happened or like, or you'll see a post um, on LinkedIn of something that they were able to accomplish that, you know, that you had talked about before. And it's just like, oh. so it's, it's one of the things I think for me was um, just knowing and trusting that the seed was planted. And even if I was just the one who planted the seed, I may not see the fruits of it, but somebody behind me is watering it. And eventually that tree will grow. And maybe I might see the result of it, but, I, but just knowing and trusting in the seed that was planted, that it will bloom and just being okay with that because I may never see or hear back from the people that we mentored and that's okay. Just like mm -hmm. you said, Rinaldi, because it's like, it wasn't like I'm trying, I was trying to get something out of you. It was, it was, this is why we're here. Take these nuggets and use them and store them until you need them. And hopefully in a couple of years, you'll be sitting in a meeting and you'll think about something that we said that helped to get you to the next, wherever you needed to be because of the experience that you had through us. So um, after having the benefit of being a mentor, would you, and this is an honest answer, would you suggest or encourage people who don't have one to try to find one? Yes. <laughs> I speak 100% for myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to follow up with you by the time this airs and be like, I, I know. <laughs> I have to get through 10 things on my to-do list, but this is the 11th. <laughs> I have to find one. Okay. Okay. Why? She's like, for all the reasons we literally just talked about, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for all of the above. And also I, I like I was saying before too, that feedback, I need somebody who's willing to really sit me down and say, this is, this is what you need to know. This is what you lack. And no one is going to do that unless I ask them to. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It, oh, that is so true. That is so true. Rinaldi, what do you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that there are so few like, instructions for life after you're out of like school quite frankly yeah as soon as you graduate uh, that's it like and there's so few opportunities to like again like grow those kind of relationships and like kind of grow who you are as a person and I really feel like mentorship is one of the ways that can happen and I think it's just like for both whether like you are looking for a mentor or want to be one it's just so both humbling and encouraging at the same time. And I think that's like, that's just something that like you can, you can always use. Always, always. Okay. So here's a fun question. How would you suggest somebody go about trying to find a mentor? 
Andrea, if you are going to go do it, Satin, this now it's on your list. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm waiting for someone to answer that because <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of people throughout my career that I have gone to for advice, for questions, for, right. And those are the lowercase mentors that I mentioned before that have played big parts in my life, but it's never been something consistent. It's never been a, is it okay if I call you whenever I have a question? So I think mm-hmm. I really want to be a little bit more intentional, intentional. In thinking about that and, and reaching out to some people who I may have not talked to in a while and just say, can you give me 15 minutes in a month <laughs> so that we can have a more concrete chat because I have agenda items. It's not just a catch up. It's, I need to ask you some questions. Beautiful. I love it. And then so that you can help prep, because what if that person they're like, and I think taking the word mentor out of it Mm. will help because I have found like in the past, will you be my mentor? And people are like, oh my God, because they go through what we wear imposter syndrome. What do you, what, what? but if you're just like, do you mind if we check in every once in a while? I just have some questions about you. Like, I think the, the, the power that, that the formalization of the word mentor can come with can be intimidating. So, but if it's just more of a, just of a a checking in and maybe you ease into it and then you can call them the mentor, maybe after like the fifth or sixth one, or, or, you know, because then people also hear like time commitment and, there's all these things that I feel like as soon as you say the word mentor, people will shut down, um, especially if it's if it's like a one on one and there's a particular person that you are looking at to see or check in with. Um, just some thoughts about that. But Reynaldi, what do you think? Like, what do you think are some ways to, you know, if we first of all, do you think people should seek out a mentor? And then if so, how to go about doing it? Honestly, I think it's like dating. Like, you have to, like, first of all, like, okay, figure out what your scene is and what you're into. And then, like, kind of, like, get into that scene and feel comfortable there. Like, if you're not comfortable in the scene, you're not going to be happy no matter what you do. Right. And then, you, like, you go back a couple times, you find someone you click with, you, like, slowly build the rapport over time, like, establish the dynamic. Um, you know, because I was thinking, like, if someone were to ask me, like, how you find a mentor in the arts, I think, like, the first thing I would say is, like, the Theater Folks of Color group on Facebook is an incredible resource, particularly for people of color who work in the arts in, in theater. And so like that for me is like, okay, you're like dipping your toes into the scene. And, I, and I've recommended people to that Facebook group who are like, it blows their mind that there's an online community around that. And then you just kind of like start like slowly work your way from there. This is a, this is a very elaborate analogy I'm drawing. That um, but I, I think also it's like, it's important to say that like, it doesn't happen, you know, you have to manage your own expectations, you know? Yes you it doesn't happen overnight I think like any relationship it is one that is built over time like I will say from like when I first met my mentor group for the Chester Turn Network at that first meeting I'm like oh no this is not going to work fast forward seven to eight weeks like great this is this is the match yeah 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 no I love that I love that were you going to say something Andrea yeah, I think right all, dude, I share a brain because she keeps <laughs> saying words that I'm like, wait, I was just thinking the exact same thing. I always equate it to dating. There's so much that I think of, like, there's so many parallels with professional careers and, you know, finding the right match, figuring out what works for you, what you want. Um, the other thing as it relates to mentorship, it's so important for both parties to want to be there, for both parties to be interested and looking for this and ready 
to invest in it. Um, because if it's, if it's one way, if it's something that somebody is half foot in, half foot out, it's not going to work out well for either of you. It's right. not going to be the best use of your limited time. Um, so a hundred percent agree with that analogy. I think it makes sense. I love it. I love it. And I also love what you said about being intentional, right? Because I've heard of a lot of people in their professional careers. They're like, you know, somebody just took me under their wing and they helped me out and da, 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 da. And those are like amazing and ideal situations. But the fact of the matter is not everybody's going to do that. Um, so kind of, I don't know if this is a strong way to say it, but kind of like, don't be like the victim. I don't have a mentor. Be intentional and go out and find one. And just like dating, you might talk to a couple the first three, four, and it doesn't work out. And that's okay. Cause it's just leading you to where, to the person who will, it will be, or the person or persons, right. It may not just necessarily be one, you might be two or three or, or just however, but just, just shedding that light on, on the whole, just mentoring and helping us, helping each other out. And it just goes back to that whole philosophy for me, that whole Ubuntu, right? Like I am, because we are, we are helping each other out. As I learn from you, you are learning from me as you win, I win, as you succeed, I succeed and just helping each other out. And it's not just about how high can I go um, and look back at you. It's like, once I get up there, let me help you up. Right. Um, just, just getting into that general mentality. And if we all just start doing that, um, we're just, it's just going to be just so great on so many levels. And even in such a way to where, because like I started in the arts, um, arts and entertainment, and now I am in social services, but I still have a network of people who know other people who know other people who, and it's like, because my industry changed, it doesn't mean that I've lost anything. It's almost like now I have all this extra knowledge and the stuff that I'm finding out, it could still be helpful to um, people in the arts and vice versa. And just seeing how those new things happen. So I don't know. I just think it's, I just think it's all such a great thing, which is why we are doing this. Yay. Okay. Now for real, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Are there any last nuggets <laughs> that you all want to leave for those who are listening? I want to add that Nicole, you're amazing. And although that we started as peer mentors in this work together, I think you are one of my mentors, maybe with a lowercase M, but I've learned so much from you as you're the way that you mentor others. I'm learning about that side of, of um, knowledge that I didn't have before that I'm figuring out. And um, from all of your past episodes that I've been listening to, there's so much that I have to learn from you and your guests. So uh, thank you for that. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. That was not scripted or asked for like <laughs> oh my gosh thank you that's so really really great to hear like I I don't even know what to say so I'm just gonna send that over to Rinaldi because I have my cheeks hurt right now <laughs> no honestly I I am going to uh, add to the Nicole accolade um no but seriously because I have to say like I when I saw I remember seeing your Tessitura presentation in 2019 and I was like I wish I could command a crowd like this woman like I like 
you have you were seriously my like public speaking like role model after that <laughs> and so like it is seriously like a joy to like share these like spaces with you because like seriously like you're just like your energy and you're just like attention to the conversation is just so spot on so oh wow wow well thank you it truth be told that was like the first time I had spoken in front of an audience that large also truth be told you know um you know the TN <laughs> the TN inspires like when we did them mm-hmm. in um in person it was like those little like vignettes at the end and people it's like I don't know it was like maybe like a five minute um, up until like three days prior, that's what I thought I was doing. And then I was like, I'm doing what? I'm what, wait, what? <laughs> like, I did not realize, which was also, again, probably a really great thing. Cause had I known going into it, I would have been even more nervous. I, so I did have a couple of days to adjust, but the whole thing I thought I was like, oh, I'm doing the TN Inspire. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that warms my heart and that is just I don't even know what to say, but thank you. And I am just, I, I really am just so honored to, to meet with you guys and to grow the network this way. And I, I hope our paths continue to cross. And I just had such a wonderful time learning from both of you and our speakers. Um, like Anwar was phenomenal. Joshua was like a, a phenomenal, like, um, uh, what's the word like uh like security blanket because he came <laughs> from the first one too and it was like okay they asked us back so me, maybe we're doing something right you know and it was just like so to be able to feed off of each other like that and um, that's a really high bar for us oh, <laughs> <laughs> well and look and you and you rose and now we are keeping that standard because you know what the people who we are trying to get up here deserve nothing less and mm-hmm. you, you guys pushed us. Cause then when we found out who the mentors were, we're like, Oh my gosh, we can't. All right. We gotta, we gotta, Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I love it. It's iron sharpening iron across the board, new perspectives. And, um, like, I, I hope we keep doing it over and over again. And even if we don't, I know you guys are in my network now. And I know I already have ideas and things of things that I want to do. And I, I Ronaldo, I already reached out. And I was like, hey, guess what? I got some things or, you know, like I'm already ready for that. So, but we could ramble for the next like 15 minutes. So I won't do that. Um, but thank you for the nuggets. But those nuggets were for me, which I will keep. Is there anything that you want to leave for anybody else? <laughs> Last thing. Last thoughts. <laughs> Networking comes in all shapes and sizes and all kinds of commitments like we talked about. So try not to be afraid of it. Try not to go in with it thinking about that fear and responsibility that we talked about before. Tuck it away and think about how you can baby step your way into it if you're still new. Um, and don't forget to throw the flowers where they deserve to be because I think that helps us all along the way. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Rinaldi, follow it, follow that up. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, oh man. I don't think I can. I was gonna like, <laughs> no, see, like, see, it's like every time like I'm about to say something, like Andrea says it like first. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, same so. brain. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, again, thank you all so much. Um, how can P- 
people reach out to you if once they see this and see how amazing you are, how can they reach out and get in touch with you? Uh, I'm very findable <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, and and, and on, I say it's generally anyone is welcome to drop me a message. Fabulous. Fabulous. And Andrea, same? Yeah, LinkedIn, I'm very, very, very thankful for that platform. I know it's a social media that a lot of people kind of disregard as only when they're looking for jobs or or uh, adding people. But I think it's just, it's really transformed the way that I think about networking, the way that mm -hmm. I think about learning, mm -hmm. um, the way that I can keep in touch with people and congratulate them along their milestones. Um, so I, I welcome any messages. I welcome any requests and I like giving um, feedback on people's profiles too and saying, this is what you're really great at. So uh, I have to remember to do that for both of you now that I've experienced you all as public speakers and mentors. <laughs> and ditto right back at ya. All right. <laughs> well, man, it has been phenomenal. Thank you all both so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of From the Suggestion Box. Subscribe to the channel below to get immediate updates. We have an amazing season coming up and you're not going to want to miss it. So until then, happy National Mentor Month. Make it, Maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Become a mentor. Find a mentor. Either way, tell somebody today who has greatly impacted your career how much their influence has meant to you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.